Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Okay, hello beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister Jody. Hello. Okay, so I have a stupid joke. A grasshopper walks into a bar. Bartender says, Hey, we have a drink named after you. Grasshopper says, You have a drink named Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I have some facts. Half of the homeless people in America were in the foster care system at some point in their lives. Oh, that's, that's sad. That's sad. 60% of all wildlife has vanished since 1970 and still going down. Oh, that's not good either. No, and I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, there is a whale called 52 Blue that only sings at a frequency of 52 hertz meaning he can't communicate with other whales. It is nicknamed the loneliest whale on the planet. Aww. What is this? Is this like all sad facts? No. This one is hilarious and insane. The Velociraptor noises in Jurassic Park, okay? Mm -hmm. Can you picture it? Yes. Are actually the sounds of tortoises mating. (laughs) That is scary. Obviously amplified, right? I would assume. <laughs> but still, that's Yeah, that's creepy. scary. <laughs> I know I've done this one before. If you get the wrong blood type for a transfusion, one of the symptoms is a sense of impending doom. Yeah. Just scary. Yes, it is. Someone's parents may have used you as a bad example. Oh, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh, the way we experience life is not linear, but logarithmic. We've all noticed that a year keeps feeling shorter, but it's because there's a mathematical formula for it. It's called Weber's Law. Life truly is too short before we never notice uh, it's over. Before we ever notice it's over. Did that make any sense? I don't know. I guess there's an actual mathematical formula for why we feel like each year is shorter when we get older. Well, it's got to be because when you're a kid, you don't think about the yeah. end of yeah. life. Yeah, that must be it. The more you, the older you get, the more you think about it, I think. So. Yeah, that might be. Okay, this one. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mummies weren't that rare until Victorian British ate so many of them. Huh? That's what it says. They ate mummies? That's what it says. Victorian British ate mummies. Uh, Is that true? I don't know. These are my facts, so it has to be (laughs) true, right? Uh, sure. Electric congressmen get away with insider trading. I believe that one. Yes. There was a time when babies were operated on without anesthetics. It was believed that their nervous system wasn't developed enough to feel pain. Yeah, you've done that one before. That is very sad. It is. 
Uh, you could be one brain injury away from being a completely different pers- person, possibly a miserable person. Oh, that's not good. No. You could have an aneurysm in your brain right now waiting to explode and you never know it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for putting that in my sure. head. I appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. Always come for me for facts. <laughs> Cobras can growl. Ooh, really? I, it says it right here. <laughs> I want to hear a cobra growl. I think you. Ha- I think it's like you can't hear it unless you amplify their sound. Oh. But they can growl. Hmm. Uh, squirrels are not herbivores. They have, in fact, been known to attack and devour those adorable little chipmunks when particularly hungry. Oh, shit. Gross. If you don't have a Facebook account, Facebook have has a shadow profile on you that collects data from all over the internet. What? Piecing together age, name, location, interests, and the like to get to know who you are. So if and when you do create a new account, they already know everything about you. Damn Facebook. Fucking Facebook. Oh, speaking of. What? Chris got banned for 24 hours. What'd she do? Is she spreading false information? She just... If she doesn't agree with something that someone says, she lets them know. (laughs) And Facebook did not appreciate it. A lot of people get banned for... Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, One out of every 200 people on Earth are related to Genghis Khan. Mm, Yeah, I've heard that before, too. Yeah. Most toilets flush in E flat. What? Who? Who cares? <laughs> you do because I'm telling you facts right now. No, so no. Most no. toilets flush in E. Who cares? <laughs> That's so stupid. There are more important things to research. I don't think there are. I think that's very important information to have. <laughs> Uh, Only 20% of the males born in the Soviet Union in 1923 survived World War II. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Unless you have a child, you are the last of the lineage that goes back to a single-celled organism floating in a soup. Huh? That's what they say the, the first organism was in a... I can't remember the word for it. Some kind of soup. It's not really soup. Oh, like a petri dish? Something, but it's not in a lab or anything. Hmm. It's like, I don't know. Okay. I'm not scientific. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Might not be that disturbing, but blind people don't see black. They just don't see. If they were born blind, they don't know what black is, so they just do not see anything at all. We, I think we've had this before, and we've had this discussion. We have, because I remember, I was in like third grade, and these we had this week of understanding special needs, basically. Mm-hmm. So we all had to like, I remember I had to do, I was legally blind for the day. Yeah. So I had to wear sunglasses that were wrapped with like uh, saran wrap, so I could barely, barely see, and everybody had to like lead me around you could have just brought me to class and i would have been able to tell everybody what was going on well we had this kid come in that was blind 
And one of the kids in my class asked him if he saw black. And he's like, what's black? And we were like, it like blew my tiny yeah. brain. Yeah. I, I still remember that. I remember what he looked like. I remember that kid to this day. Because he blew my fucking mind. Like, he doesn't see anything. He has no idea what no. black looks like. No, like how? Yep. It. I just... You know, that's why I want people to email us. If you have anything, I want to know about it because I don't understand. I <laughs> I wasn't born like that. I'm very nosy when it comes to that stuff. I want to know. Okay, this is the age of stars. There will come a time when no new stars form and all stars will die. There will be no light, none, just darkness and cold. Um, thanks. Next one. (laughs) I've been, I don't know how this is a fact, but it says, I've been deeply involved in AA for over 47 years. One of the many things I've learned in all professions include people who are drinking or drunk while working. This includes air pilots. I'm betting as I write this, there are, there is a legally drunk pilot in the air right now. I'm sure there is. Yeah. And there's a pilot that's sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah, we had, like... It's it's kind of scary to think about it. Because, like, this random guy... We have people come in. Because I work in Indianapolis. And it's not in the best area. We have, like, random people coming in all the time. Because the building that we used to... Or the building that we are in used to be, like, an auto shop where you could buy auto parts Mm -hmm. and so many times even now we've been there for like three years and so many times people still come in wanting to know where the old business is well this guy came in and i was behind my desk so i was a little bit far away from him but one of the guys i work with came over to talk to him and he left and he was like did you smell the liquor on Mm -hmm. his breath i was like oh my god no but that's like so fucking scary to think of how many people are fucked up oh, either yeah. on pills or mm-hmm. like actually like serious fucking drugs or liquor or it's like so many people I bet yeah. are fucked up. Yeah. That is crazy. I know I've read this one before. Dogs Someone's like trying to come in. I know. What do you want? Dogs like squeaky toys because it sounds like prey that's frightened or injured. Uh, Creepy. I don't give. I don't give Leia squeaky toys. <laughs> All she does is t- try Tears, to tear it up to yeah. get to the to the squeaker. Yeah, yeah. She thinks there's an animal in there that's frightened, yeah. frightened or injured. She's like, ooh, something to eat. <laughs> Damn dogs! <laughs> How are they so cute? I don't know. It's very um, misleading. <laughs> okay i need to read this to my daughter for my fellow habitual neck crackers studies show there is a one in two thousand to one in two hundred fifty thousand chance that popping your neck can cause a small tear or dissection in the inner lining of an artery which can lead to blood clots forming that can create a blockage to an artery downstream causing a stroke 
uh, which a certain kind of stroke that I cannot pronounce. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a condition where the blood supply to the part of, to part of the brain is cut off. Ooh, I don't crack my neck. Taryn does all the time, does she like bad. Read that to her. I know. I literally saw. I don't even remember what I was watching or listening to, but I like some guy cracked his neck and like was paralyzed. Yeah. This one's gross. Cloudy oysters mean they're full of reproductive fluids. Ew. Ooh, don't eat the cloudy ones, folks. (laughs) I don't eat any of them. Get a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and my last one. The amount of soldiers stationed in Alaska (laughs) that are depressed or suicidal is off the charts. Kids get stationed up there that aren't outdoor people are... Absolutely miserable. They don't have the tools to cope yet. What? Kids are soldiers in Alaska? No, they're probably just, well... Oh, they're kids. The kid, the, the soldiers' kids. Well, or the soldiers can be kids. They could be, like, 18. I guess. Well, I think they're talking about the soldiers' kids. Oh. Because kids that get stationed up there that aren't outdoor, that they're absolutely miserable. Because they're outdoor people, and you can't just play outside in Alaska. Yeah. Okay, that was those were mine. Sorry, they didn't make sense. But geez. All right. So this week, um, I've got two sections. The first section is five of Hawaii's creepy urban legends and ghost stories. Okay. So the first one is Old Pali Road. One of the more well-known creepy folk tales from Hawaii says you shouldn't carry pork over the Pali Highway, which is Route 61, on Oahu. Those who have disregarded this advice have had their cars stall out, refusing to start again until the pork is thrown out. What? Some say the pork protocol comes from an old love feud between Pele, the goddess of fire, and Kamapua, the pigman god. Huh? On the big island, a variety of this folktale says drivers crossing between east and west over Saddle Road should toss the pork. What? Oh, I'm not done. Making eye con- Oh, yes, I was done. (laughs) What? You cannot take pork over this road. I don't know. I just told you why. That is fucking weird. Making eye contact with night marchers will be the end of you. Ooh, I think we've heard about these before. Ghosts of old Hawaiian warriors travel along set paths, often in and around places where battles took place, or near Heiau, I don't know, traditional Hawaiian places of worship. People living near their paths say they've heard drumming and conch shells blowing. Those who've seen them say the night marchers have no legs and walk on air in phalanx formation. If you make eye contact with one of them, they will take you with them to the spirit world, unless a relative takes your place. If you find yourself in the path of night watchers, you should, or night marchers, you should get out of there. If you can't, you should belly down on the ground to show respect, and most definitely shouldn't look up when they try to provoke you. So, if a night marcher, if I look at a night marcher, then I'm going to offer you up instead no, of me. I, <laughs> I did not agree to that. You don't have to agree. Oh. 
I don't like you anymore. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? <laughs> we just won't go anywhere where they are supposed to be. So we're not going to Hawaii ever? Oh, I want to go to Hawaii. You want to what? Go to Hawaii. Mm, I do too. I can't afford it though. The choking ghost comes to you while you sleep. The choking ghost is said to be the most prevalent ghost in the islands, perhaps because so many cultures have a version of the choking ghost. In Hawaii, everyone seems to have a story about waking up in the middle of the night and feeling like something is pressing on their chest and choking them. You try to scream, but you can't. You try to move, but that fails too. And just when you think you'll suffocate, the ghost leaves. It's huh. old hag syndrome. Huh. All right. On the big island, you're taught at a young age to pick up any older Hawaiian lady walking on the side of the road, saddle road especially, and that you should take her where she tells you to take her. You do this because that woman may be Pele, and to ignite or and to ignore her will bring bad juju to you. And if it's not Pele, you just did a really nice thing for an old woman. We all learned that from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Tempting as it may be, don't take home lava rocks from Hawaii. Ooh, okay. If you've been to Hawaii even once, you're familiar with the curses that come when you take the lava rocks from the islands. Park rangers across Hawaii are all too happy to regale visitors with stories of boxed rocks mailed to them from all over the world, sometimes with a letter from the rock taker detailing his remorse. A cautionary tale with a sprinkling of the supernatural keeps everyone on their best behavior. Do you remember the Brady Bunch episode? Yeah. When they went to Hawaii and they took the rock? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. And then this is the second section of my stories. Okay. These are 14 truly terrifying ghost stories that prove Honolulu is the most haunted. Hmm. H1 Highway. Said to be one of the most haunted places on Oahu... During construction on the major highway, workers claimed to see the ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors. While digging through the mountain, bones of ancient Hawaiians were found. It took seven years to build the freeway because they couldn't find people to work. Banyan Tree at the Manoa Falls Trail. At the start of Manoa Falls is a banyan tree, though thought to hold lost spirits. This tree is allegedly in the path of the night marchers the ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors. It is said that you can hear the faint sound of drumming on particular nights. Those night marchers sound fucking creepy. Sound like they're fucking marching everywhere. Everywhere. Waikiki Prince Hotel. Guests have reportedly seen strange lights moving around the hotel building and heard whispering voices. There have also been reports of luggage being moved around. Weren't the night marchers that one story from... Radio rental where they took the picture. Ooh, was was it? I think they were supposed to be night marchers. Ooh, maybe. I think so. Did you ever see that picture? I didn't. I didn't ever did look oh, it up. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah, I need to look at that. It was one of. It's like I said though. It was one of those pictures where you're like, that's not real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> Bishop Museum. Legend has it that it is forbidden to remove anything from. Hawaii, Hawaii, I don't know. A Bishop Museum exhibit designer was oblivious to this rumor and removed lava rocks from a local Hayu to display in a replica being made at the museum. 
One day, the mother of her worker had a bad dream that if her son went to work, there would be blood. As ominous as it sounded, the son shrugged it off because the family needed the money. While fixing the roof that day, he fell through and was killed instantly on the lava rocks displayed below. Holy shit. Chaminade University. Often considered to be one of the most haunted schools on the island, this Honolulu campus has once was once home to a children's hospital that lived through World War II. Room 319 was once used as a soldier's morgue, and there have been reports of ghosts inside. In room 208, you can see the faint outline of a crucifix on the wall, even though it's been decades since it was hung. <laughs> corner of Merchant and Alakia. In downtown Honolulu, on the corner of Merchant and Alakia Street, sits Koanonaula. I know I got that. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Meaning rain with the red rainbow which allegedly serves as a gathering spot for Weilua ghosts. An electrical worker in a building across the street claims to have heard a scream while working late one night. Kapiolani Park. Hundreds of years ago, this park was witness to some pretty gruesome battles, as well as human sacrifice, and as a result, reports of unusual sights, smells, and sounds are so common that the Honolulu Police Department has actually gotten used to distressed calls from travelers. Ooh. 16th Avenue Bridge in Kemuki. <laughs> a young girl was killed in a hit and run on this ferry bridge several years ago. Residents claim that the little girl asks, asks pedestrians for help home just to disappear at the end of the bridge. <laughs> Dole Cannery Theaters. Built on top of an ancient Hawaiian temple, and in the early 1980s, a bus full of children crashed at the same site. It is said that you can still hear the voices of children and bus drivers in the theater's bathrooms. In Theater 14, you might also spot the ghostly apparition of a patron who favors a corner seat. Waikiki Park Hotel A worker who passed away has allegedly still been punching in for work. The machine records someone punching in with his card even though his magnetic punch card was canceled. It has happened on more than one occasion, and the records only show him punching in, never punching out. Holy shit. Yeah, that one was creepy. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Could you imagine seeing, like, you know, normal punch in, punch out, and then there's just this one Ugh. that their card's been canceled because they're dead? Oahu Community Correctional Center. A 950 cell jail is the site of the former Oahu prison where 47 men were hanged between 1909 and 1944. The gallows were converted into offices and prisoners have been have reported hearing the rattling of cell doors and guards claim to have trouble sleeping in the squad room. Nua Anu Pali Highway. It is said that Pele and the demigod Kimapua, a half-man, half-pig, had a bad breakup and agreed to never see each other again. The legend says that you cannot take pork over the Pali Highway, which separates the windward side of Oahu from Honolulu, because it means that you are symbolically taking Kimapuas from one side of the island to the other. The legend says that if you try to bring pork across, your car will stop at some point 
along the journey and an old woman with a dog will appear. To continue on your way, you must feed the pork to the dog. So there you go. They broke up. And now she's not allowing no pork. Because she dated the pig man. (laughs) Very sensitive about the pork. Any pork on her side. (laughs) And her dog's hungry. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what? (laughs) Hamilton Library at the University of Hawaii, Manoa. Students and custodians alike claim they have seen apparitions and heard strange noises wandering through the library's aisles and in the bathrooms. The most detailed report comes from a janitor who saw a young woman in a pink muumuu lurking around the first floor. Oh my. That'd be a bummer. You think you, you are stuck with what you're wearing when you die? When Oh, I don't know. That always crosses my mind. Yeah. I'm like, would I be okay dying in this? And live it and wearing it forever. Luckily, I don't usually wear things that are uncomfortable. So yeah, I should same. be good. Yeah. But, you know, like, without one day, you'd be like, I'm going to do cute. And comfort's out the window. <laughs> and then that would be the day that you'd be stuck in that fucking uncomfortable or outfit. Or I, when I sleep, I only sleep in a t-shirt and underwear. So oh, that would be bad. That would suck. <laughs> that would be bad. And it's not even cute underwear, so... <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Hilton Hawaiian Village. Guests and locals alike have told of a young, attractive woman in a red dress seen walking in the hallways or down the beach. There are two theories. One, that she is the spirit of someone murdered in a hotel room. Or two, that she is the Pele, the volcano goddess. And that's all I got on that. All right. Creepy Hawaii. I like it. I just have scariest, unexplainable things that have happened to people. First one, when I was six years old, I had a cat named Buster. Buster was actually my stepdad's cat, but because I never had a cat before, I claimed him as my own. Suffice to say, Buster didn't like being hugged and coddled all the time by a little child, so he hated me. He avoided me at all costs. He was also an outdoor cat, so he would often spend most days outside and then come in for the night. One night, Buster didn't come back in the house. We usually fed him at night, so I was worried. Our area was also well known for an abundance of coyotes. My parents were being a bit hush-hush about Buster's disappearance, but I didn't get the hint. That night when I was drifting off to sleep, Buster jumped onto my bed. He laid his head by my head and let me pet him until I fell asleep. Honestly, I was shocked because he had never done this before. The next morning, I triumphantly walked downstairs and related to my parents that Buster now loved me because he slept in my bed during the night. My parents looked at me inquisitively and sat me down at the breakfast table to let me know that while they were outside the night before, they found Buster's body in the alley behind our house. They thought he had been harassed by a coyote, but he was dead, so he couldn't have slept in my bed that night. To this day, I like to think Buster... Just wanted to say goodbye and thank me for trying to love him the only way a child knew how. Oh, that's sweet. It is sweet. Next one, in 2002, I lived in the East San Francisco Bay Area with my husband and two toddlers. I was grieving over the sudden death of my mother a month before. She'd had a major heart attack and died at 52 years of age. On an average day, I left my babies at home with my husband to run a quick errand by myself. 
I drove a block over downtown Hayward to, uh, to hit up a grocery store. I was on my way home and stopped at a red light waiting to make a left turn. The intersection had all blind corners, so it was difficult to see oncoming cars. My light turned green, and I glanced both ways, waited the appropriate second, and stepped on the gas pedal. It would not move. I tried again. Nothing. The car behind me honked. I looked down under my pedals quickly to see if something had possibly rolled under the pedal and found nothing. I looked up, and suddenly a huge work truck loaded down with equipment ran his red light at what must have been 50 miles an hour. I was stunned. I gasped, quickly pulled myself together, stepped on the gas pedal, and worked. And it worked with no hesitation. Suddenly, I smelled my mother's favorite perfume. Really amazing experience. Aww. She saved her baby. I know. Next one. My parents had just had their first child, my oldest sister, Kathy. They had been living in Italy at the time. My dad was in the Air Force and had brought her back to the U.S. to introduce her to my grandparents, my dad's parents. So their first night there, my mom was asleep in the front bedroom, jet-lagged. My dad had gone out to hang out with his brothers. And in the middle of the night, this woman walks into my mom's room, waking her up. She sits down on the bed and says, shh, it's okay. I just wanted to welcome you to the family. My mom was scared, obviously, but figured this was some relative or family friend who is, or something that came over. The woman walks over to the bassinet where my baby sister was sleeping. Is this your daughter? My mom nodded. She's beautiful. It's lovely to meet you both. And then she leaves. My mom wakes up the next day and is having breakfast with my grandmother when she brings it up. Who was the woman that came over last night? My grandmother had no idea what she was talking about. My mom told her the whole story, and my grandmother asked what she looked like. My mom said she was tall, had long white hair, and was wearing a blue dress. My grandmother's face went white as a sheet. She rummaged through some old pictures and pulled out one. Is this her? She asked my mom, who nodded in return. That's my mother. She's been dead for 20 years. We buried her in a blue dress. Aww. Aww, she's... That's so sweet. Welcoming her to the family and... Cute. Dead person. (laughs) Okay, I used to date a girl in college who lived three hours away. We would trade weekends, one at her school, one at my school. One day she got upset because she had driven all the way to see me and I was in an all-night study session, which she had known about, and couldn't be home to see her. She texted me that she was going back to her place and then I never heard anything from her again. After three days of texting her, trying to make sure she was okay, the text started coming back as number not found. I sent her the stuff she had left at my apartment in the mail, and it was returned as no forwarding address. Her instinct mes- instant messenger account, which I never messaged but knew the name of, disconnected, and it gets weirder. Oh, I called her apartment landline and was told the people who had lived there had moved out. She had three mo- roommates and didn't leave a number as to where they went. I got really freaked out and asked friends who worked in, in school admin to pull some strings just to make sure she was alive. The school she was, she was at didn't have any records of her as a student. The license plate to her car wasn't registered to anyone. None of our mutual friends ever saw her again. I called the police, but there were no car accidents involving anyone who fit her description in the, the stretch of road between our two schools that night or in the two weeks after. I didn't ask for a longer time frame because at that point she was already missing. Cops wouldn't file a missing person because I wasn't a family member. To this day, I have no idea what happened, why she freaked out on me so bad, or if she's alive, 
or in witness protection, or was erased from all time by an evil wizard. She literally disappeared without a trace. I want to know how they would know what her license plate number is. The boyfriend or whatever? Yeah. I mean, maybe memorized it. Boys memorize the weirdest things. You know they all have their driver's license numbers memorized? Huh. Do you have your driver's no. license? No. I No. <laughs> Why? Ask any dude. I swear. Any dude. They have their driver's license number memorized. It's the weirdest thing. So, yeah, I can see him memorizing her license plate. Mm. Which, what the fuck happened to this girl? That's so weird. Okay, next one. This happened three times with three different people. I grew up in a two-story house in the Philippines. Upstairs, there was a huge playroom and four bedrooms. When I was around 11 years old, me and my babysitter were hanging around in the playroom. She went to the bathroom, and I got bored, so I went downstairs to check out the fridge. I heard her come out of the bathroom, and she started screaming my name. After the third time, she stopped. I thought she figured out that I was downstairs. After a few minutes, I saw her coming down the stairs. She looked at me, and she froze and just stared at me. I asked her what was wrong, and she said she had just saw me in the playroom before she went downstairs. She was really freaked out about it, and I don't know, I used to not believe in these things, so I just laughed at her. That's creepy. The second time it happened, I was probably 16. I was hanging out in my brother's room because it's the room with the fastest internet. And then I heard my six-year-old brother, I have two brothers, calling me and looking around for me. I didn't answer back and just waited for him to find me. I saw him go in my room and then he got quiet. I thought he was looking for something and just found it. As he was walking out of my room, he saw me in my brother's room and he froze and stared like my babysitter. I asked him what's wrong, and he said, why are there two of you? <laughs> and that's when I freaked out, ran into my, ran to my mom's room. She laughed at us, but I remember sleeping in her room that night. I don't like doppelgangers. The last time it happened <sighs> was when I was 20. My parents went on vacation with my youngest brother, so me and my older siblings had to stay at my grandparents' that night. At night. The first night, they were away, and me and my sister decided to go home and get some more clothes. We were both in my room, because she likes to borrow some of my clothes, so I told her that I'm going to take a shower. That's when she left and went to her room to pack more clothes. I went to the bathroom and started brushing my teeth. As I was about to get in the shower, my sister walked into the bathroom and looked at me so weirdly, and her face turned pale, so I asked what's wrong. She said she went back to my room and she was talking to me, but then she had to pee, so she went to the bathroom and found me there. Both, uh, we both looked at each other, grabbed our stuff, and left. I still don't know why or what it is, but it still creeps me out when I think about it. Ugh. This person has a doppelganger, for sure. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is Falling that? Falling around, obviously. Ugh. And is not scared to show her family. No. Holy shit. Next one. This happened years ago when I was around 17. One night, I was up late watching TV and fell asleep on the couch. I woke up around 4.30 a.m. and went to bed. Everything seemed normal. The next morning, my mom asked where I had gone the night before. I was really confused. The night before, she and my dad had been woken up by the sound of the front door of the house closing. They went downstairs at 2 a.m. and looked outside. My car was not in the driveway. They figured I had gone to give a drunk friend a ride home or something, so they weren't worried about it. My dad sat on the couch, the same one I had fallen asleep and woken up on, and ate a midnight snack, watched some TV, and went back to bed around 2.30.
We figured out that I had fallen asleep sometime between 12.30 and 1.30 a.m. because that's when the TV show I remember watching as I drifted off was on. The soles of my feet were extremely dirty, as though I had been walking around outside with no shoes on. So I disappeared with my car for a few hours that night. I have absolutely no memory of what happened, and if my mom hadn't said anything that morning, I wouldn't have even known it happened. Ugh, creepy. That is creepy. And their fucking feet were dirty, so they went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what if people are dragging around to sleep? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so scary. Okay, next one. My family moved into an old house 200 plus years old when I was 10. Uh, Uncle Weird Guy was going to help us move in, and when we got inside the house, he got all weird and left. Always avoided coming for birthdays, etc. We always joked he saw a ghost for some reason. We nicknamed the ghost Billy. When my little sister started talking, she would say really weird things, like asking if we can shut her door at night so she doesn't have to see the boy walking down the hallway. Fucking creepy. Anyways, we thought she was also just being a big weirdo, so we continued to have this Billy the Ghost joke. Uh, Something would get misplaced. Must be Billy. A few years later, we ripped up the flooring because we wanted to go back to the original hardwood that had been covered up forever ago by old owners. And if you know anything about old houses, you know they used to insulate the floor with newspaper when newspaper just became a thing. Decided to read some articles for fun, some talking about first ever refrigerators, really cool things like that, until we got to the creepy part. A mentally challenged boy named Billy who lived in our home died mm. while playing outside of it. I saw a lot of shit growing up in that house, but I'm not a huge ghost believer. The newspaper was a fucking creepy coincidence, though. Given that for years we had an ongoing Billy the Ghost joke, Uncle also ended up telling us years later that when he pulled into the driveway and was outside the house, he just got this awful feeling. Mm. That dude <laughs> stuck to his gut. Yeah. He was fucking out of there. Never came back. <laughs> Next one, my parents had been married for maybe a month. They were in bed, sound asleep, when all of a sudden my mom jumps up and wakes up my dad. Jimmy, there's blood everywhere. We have to help them, please. My dad tried his best to calm her down and figure out what she was talking about. My mom had explained that she saw a car with a German license plate on the side of the road, that there had been an accident and they needed help. My dad tried to console her to explain that it was just a bad dream, but she wasn't having it. So to appease her, they got in the car and drove to the spot my mom thought the accident was. And sure enough, in the exact spot my mom said, there was a car on the side of the road with German plates and emergency flashers on. Upon closer investigation, there was nobody in the car. If they needed help, help had already come. Weird. It's fucking weird. I just moved back to my hometown after attending an art school for two years. The only apartment I could find was a really dumpy loft over a warehouse for $50 a month. It, this was 1971, way before these kinds of apartments were cool. This was cheap, even for back then, and though I wondered a bit about it, it wasn't totally out of the norm. It did have tall windows and skylights, so it worked great for a studio. Since it was a loft, there was a big, wide open space with the bathroom being the only room. There were two other doors, one to the stairs down to the street and the fire fire escape door that had one of those fire alarms on it if you go out of it. The bathroom was like a box cubicle with a shower, sink, and toilet. 
I'd been living there for about a month when one night I woke up and went to use the bathroom. The door has a small slide lock on it, and I always locked it out of habit. Just as I was about to leave, I heard heavy footsteps walk up to the bathroom door, and I watched in horror as the doorknob turned and rattled, shaking the whole door. It was the first time in my life where, where I was so scared I actually felt my body go completely numb. I thought for sure someone had gotten in, and I was now going to be raped and killed. The lock was a little wimpy thing a granny could have broken. The doorknob rattled several more times, then something hit the door really hard. Then I heard footsteps walk away and go down the steps. I heard the door to the street open and close, then silence. It took me nearly 30 minutes to get the courage to leave that little bathroom. When I finally did, I turned on every light in the place and went to inspect the door to the street. There were three locks on that door. Two of them could only be locked from the inside, and those were locked. Nothing could have come in or gone out that way. I even checked the fire escape, but it was locked in a similar way. I couldn't sleep the rest of that night. As it turned out, that was the scariest thing that happened in that loft. After that, I would hear footsteps and doors open and close all the time and other not-so-scary things. That place convinced me and quite few others that these things are real. I ended up living there for three years and would have stayed longer, but the place got sold and the new owners wanted to move into the loft themselves. They only lived there two months before moving out, the pussies. <laughs> in 1975, I was flying an army helicopter doing night training in blackout conditions near Fort Hood, Texas. I was flying down a draw with a small seasonal creek in it, which was the new paradigm designed to mask the aircraft from Russian radar. I was at the controls, my co-pilot on the map. We were low and slow, treetop to treetop. Suddenly, I had a compelling, sure knowledge that I must do an emergency climb, which I did, climbing almost vertically. As I pulled the guts out of the aircraft, with the nose pointed up to the stars in my chin bubble, I observed the leaves of a cottonwood tree being pressed aside by the plexiglass of my chin bubble. What? After a few seconds, I was now a few hundred feet above the canopy. My co-pilot and I stared at each other with wide eyes and the knowledge we nearly avoided death. How did you see that fucking tree, he asked me. I never did tell him that I didn't because I, never, I had never known how to explain it. I went on to fly helicopters for 37 years, accident-free, and I still can't explain what happened that night. So obviously there was a giant tree that there's no way he saw it, but he had the gut feeling to pull up on the helicopter so he missed it like by a it sounded like he like scraped it yeah so like missed it by a hair this will be my last one when i was in uni i lived by myself it was a nice little studio unit behind a house in a fairly decent area i would honestly think nothing of walking places at night there was a 24-hour mcdonald's and a 7-eleven that i would walk too often between 12 and 3 a.m since I was a massive night owl. One day after finishing an essay at about two in the morning, I decided I was hungry, but didn't really have anything to eat, anything easy to cook. So I decided to walk down to the 7-Eleven and grab a pie or something. However, as soon as I opened my door, I was overcome by a suffocating feeling of fear. My heart started pounding. I started shaking the works. Telling myself that I was ridiculous, I walked out to the street with the intent to still go, but that was as far as I got. I was terrified for no reason that I could understand, but no less in intensely despite that. I ran back inside and ate dry cereal. Later the next day, I heard about a group of drunk guys that were causing havoc down near the intersection at the 7-Eleven. 
They'd beaten up someone from my uni. Even though I can't explain it, I'm convinced something bad would have happened to me that night if I had ignored that feeling and gone anyway. Ooh. That's creepy. Yeah. Those are mine. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! Surprisingly, I did funny tweets. Oh. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> thought for a second you did something different. <laughs> hey, you got me like Dan always does. <laughs> Five-year-old says she doesn't need to go to school anymore because she can already count up to ten, and that's enough because she probably won't even eat more than ten cupcakes. (laughs) Kids kids are so funny sometimes. Oh, my God. That's all I need to know. Felt like wallowing in self-pity today, so I googled the net worth of my kid's favorite YouTuber. Oh, my God. Don't ever do that. I don't even want to know. Nope. Six-year-old dropped the iPad on her face last night. (gasps) I hugged her tight and left behind her back. Am I going to hell? Yeah. (laughs) Probably. See you there. We'll have a barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) My four-year-old is always wearing Spider-Man clothes, but refuses to watch Spider-Man, and this is my life as a parent. What? Why? As, like Taryn, she'll she like for instance stole my Beatles T-shirt. Oh, and where's it? Like, and I was like, do you know who they are? Do you know what they sing? Do you know? You know? Have you ever listened to their music? You need to if you're gonna wear the shirt. <laughs> Kids only want one thing, and it's to play with whatever their sibling is playing. <laughs> Absolutely. My nine-year-old fact-checks my no, absolutely not, by asking the same question 78 more times. (laughs) Took my 10-year-old daughter skiing and she biffed hard. Huh? I don't know what that means. Was that it? No. Oh. Another dad happened to be right there to check on her, and when I skied up, she said, don't worry, I told him I'm fine so he wouldn't think you were a bad dad for letting me fall. My, f- my kid just found out about pig Latin, and it is torture. <laughs> <laughs> my son received applause from strangers today for the first time, held up his airplane to a group of construction workers, and he is permanently ruined, muttered, they loved me for 45 minutes, wanted to go back to all the clapping men, where's the book on raising Sally Field? <laughs> I just love agreeing to play a game that my kid made all, made all the rules for, only for her to say, Wow, Mom, you're really bad at this game. It's <laughs> totally a kid thing. Parenting books. Calm your child's tantrums with empathy. Me, to tantruming five-year-old, it looks like you need a hug. Five-year-old, no, I don't. Tem- tantrums harder. <laughs> Mm. was playing restaurant with my five-year-old and she was confused why the waiter isn't the person waiting for food and and well <laughs> that's a great point i know <laughs> she's like no but we're the waiters <laughs> <laughs> which is true yeah yeah we are waiting 
She's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> Ways to make a teen roll their eyes. Oh, my God. Number one, say good morning. <laughs> Number two, tell them you love them. Mm-hmm. Number three, look at them. Yeah. Yep, that's spot on. <laughs> Ten-year-old asks for something. Me? Okay. Ten-year-old, that's it? No four-hour lecture or reminder about rules and stuff? Me? No, I think you're old enough, but this does not mean you, ten-year-old, and there it is. <laughs> I sent the boys out to play in the snow and welcomed them back into drier, warmed pajamas, and now they say I'm the best mom in the world, and all I can think is, damn, I hope they never raise their standards. <laughs> <laughs> Which they will. Oh, yeah. Eight-year-old happily rode Tower of Terror when he was six, but says Toy Story Story 4 is too dangerous and scary. (laughs) What? I don't know. Kids are weird. Yes. My stepson is only two weeks into his first relationship with a girlfriend and is already down 17 sweatshirts. True. (laughs) Yeah, Taryn... Taryn stole her last boyfriend's sweatshirt. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to burn it. And I was like, D- free sweatshirt? Why? So she started wearing it all the time. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Me, how was school? Four-year-old. James ruined my whole entire day. Me, oh no, what happened? Four-year-old, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you must be a boy. My six-year-old started doing this thing where he asks, remember when, and then tells you something that happened five minutes ago. I'm no longer the old man in the house. (laughs) And my last one, when my teens are sick, suck it up, drink some water, go to bed at a decent time, quit eating so much junk food, and this won't happen. When my dog sneezes, oh my God, are you okay? My poor baby. (laughs) That's all I got. All right. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, you can email us your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look, uh, look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.